what is going on and welcome back to the Eric Roberts Fitness Podcast. In this episode, I do something completely different I've never done before, but I'm honestly so, so excited I did it and it was one of the best things I think I could ever do for this podcast. I'm going to try to do it more. I brought on one of my online coaching clients, Linda, to tell her story about losing weight, about being a parent and losing weight, about having, about what really matters when it comes to weight loss, about having to realize that you need to put yourself in high priority if you're wanting to lose weight. It, it needs to be a priority on your list. And, and we cover so many things in this podcast. We cover how important calorie counting has been for her, how she's lost 30 pounds, the, the mental, the physical, the emotional aspect of this whole journey. Um, and, and she really, she, you'll, you'll enjoy me and her going back and forth, but she really did do a great job because she explained the side of things that I can't explain to you. Like, yeah, I can tell you how to lose weight. I can tell you how to do this and that, but coming from a mom, coming from, like I said, a parent, coming from somebody who has been overweight, coming from somebody who is more in your shoes, I think can be a really, really good thing for you out there listening. So if you enjoyed this episode, I would really, really love feedback from you guys because, again, I, I'm looking to probably do more of these. So I would love it if you if you left some feedback. Feel free to leave it in the comment section of, of the podcast or the review or whatever it is. Um, I'll go back, I'll go in there and look or you can shoot me an email, whatever. But um, this one's a good one. So buckle up, guys. And I'm so excited for this episode. Scotland is is what we should know about. Linda, okay, how are you doing? I'm great, Eric. How are you doing? I'm doing amazing. Why are um, you like stroking your beard so much? Please stop that. Because the beard is pretty. Did I tell you? The, your viewers I... want you to cut that thing. Let's get that out there right now. Did I did I, did I tell you the story about this beard? So I actually went last time I got a haircut. I went to go get my beard uh, off, and I was like, hey man, like I told my barber, I was like, hey man, like. I'm probably just going to get it off. Like, uh, he's like, well, what are you talking about? He's like, I'm like, well, yeah, I think I'm going to take it down a little bit. It's a, it's a bit extreme. Like it's a bit much right now. I probably just want to take it down. He's like, well, well you thanks. told me like two months ago you wanted a full beard. I'm like, well, well right. But like, I don't, you know, I don't think I want it anymore. <laughs> I think I'm done. <laughs> and he's like, oh no, no, no. We just started. You're not going away now. And I'm like, all right, whatever. Like, God, God damn it. No, Dude, so now, like, so now what are you going to end up with? Like, seriously, no double dynasty going on right here, my friend. <laughs> I don't know because I have to go get a haircut this weekend again. And I might say again, like, hey, they don't want to take the beard down a little bit. He might say okay. no, he might say yes. I don't know. I'm talking for the whole clubhouse right now. <laughs> <laughs> get out of here. It's like. I could probably braid it if I wanted to. Yeah, we no. I mean, if well, all right, we're talking about my background. That's something that you saw in the Viking days. I guess <laughs> a lot of Scottish people too. So I yeah, was about to say, yeah, it could be like that workout you post in, in the uh, in the clubhouse. Those guys are awesome. <laughs> I don't know. About that. Same from you. We really do. Oh, <laughs> uh, did you? If you're uh, gonna have that beard, then you gotta walk the walk. Okay, well, the first two minutes is you bashing my beard, so whatever. <laughs> this is, this is great. Okay, um, let's get started, Linda, with just your background. Like, just and again, honestly, like you can tell people from Scotland or you can tell people from wherever you want. But I think that just you telling people that will give them a good place to resonate from. I'm from Scotland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, first of all, yeah, I've been here for a long, long time. Illegally, but it's okay. Totally legally. <laughs> thank you. And uh, let me just say that it took you about mm, a month, possibly two months before you realized I even had an accent. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> so that was good. Um, yeah, so 
Scotland, you don't really, well, not when I was growing up, you didn't have the same kind of like fitness training and there wasn't the same kind of gym set up, but I grew up in a really, really small village. So did you really people? Yeah. <laughs> More cheap than people. This so that whole kind of like your, your whole industry, the whole fitness industry was completely foreign to me. Like, what did you have? Nothing? Like, you, like Not what did you, you know? You ran about up the hills. Like, seriously, those guys you saw in that video, you ran up the hills. Like, that that was your, like, extent yeah, yeah. of your fitness knowledge? Yeah, yeah. So you're, what? Like, what did you know about, like, anything about fitness or nutrition? Like, seriously. Nothing. Absolutely. Like, like no. zero. Less than zero. That's crazy. Yeah, they're, like, so when you talk about your journey, you talk about, you know, you started working out, I think you were, what, 14, 15? Like, yeah, 16, yeah. Like, read about that, and it was like the gym was your life. That was just absolutely not even a consideration for this. Is like, why the hell would you? So, there was no gym, there was no, you know, calorie count. There was no, there was no industry like that. Now, it could have been because I'm a little older than you, just a little. So, it may have been the times, I don't know, but that. Scotland's a little bit different in that aspect. Like, I think when you come over to America, you see much more of the fitness industry. And when I say the fitness industry, I mean by even the bad side of it, which you talk about, uh, talk about a lot in that, um, you know, there's a lot of misinformation out there. So there's so much to try and learn. There's so much to try and get through that when you have grown up with absolutely nothing, you're left going, what? <laughs> what about like, what about like growing up? Like, did your parents like healthy eating, healthy food, or like ate whatever the hell you ate, like anything? Um, so my dad is Danish, so he left when I was pretty young, and he moved back to Denmark, and I came to Scotland with my mom. My mom's Scottish, and it was just a different. We were always outdoors, so we were out, outdoor kids. I, I mean, I joke about me being brought up by the wolves. It's kind of. <laughs> was like <laughs> which was great and I think that's like it was a good way to grow up you know you didn't have to worry about like being fit or anything like that because you were running around you were literally running the beach from sun up to sun and that's just that was the the whole kind of background on that um I never had the sit down meals that people have with family so, yeah, I didn't have that kind of background to hold on to, which I think as importantly as a mom and having a family of your own when you're older, if you can sow some of those seeds, it makes it a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't have any background or anything to, you know, any experience, it makes it tougher. So it was hard for me as a mom, like having those like meals I'm a terrible cook. I'm like, <laughs> like, I'm just blue. So that was difficult, which I think in turn, as I got older, when I got serious, when I met you, when I got, and I got serious about figuring out what it was that I was doing wrong, I had to learn nutrition. Right. So, and, and so then when you, when you came, when you came over, like, what was like your first initial thoughts of like, just all, like all the fitness and nutrition and everything? When I first came to the States, yeah, I was so busy just trying to make it. Honestly, I didn't think about 
fitness. I didn't think I still wasn't thinking nutrition. So for me, I, I went to college for um, hotel management. So I was in the hotel and restaurant industry for 10 years here. And that industry, it's, it's an incredible industry, but man, you like work your fingers to the bone. So what happens, you don't eat right. Yeah. That's one of the, like, I would say that's one of the hardest industries in the, you can eat the wrong stuff and you can go down a bad path with drinking too. Mm. Um, you know, and there's a lot of careers out there that have, people that are just working themselves to the bone. I mean, you know, we've got like a clubhouse full of like awesome nursing and medical personnel. They're on their feet 20 hours a day. That's what the hotel industry is like, but you don't eat. So go going straight into that, into this country, I was working crazy hours and I didn't eat. So it wasn't that I ate too much. I actually didn't eat. So you would just chug, you were mainline coffee the whole day. And then what happens at the end, what you tell us all is like, then you're just like, I'm going to eat like 5,000 calories right now. <laughs> now for me back then, because I was running around all the time, I never put on weight. So there wasn't, you know, so again, you're not really thinking about it. You're not thinking there's mm-hmm. going to be a problem when you get older and things slow down physically for you. All of a sudden, and I've talked to you a lot about like the whole age factor. I'm like, does age have a significance on this? Does it affect, you know, weight gain, weight loss, all the rest of it? And I know I kept on pushing with you on that because I keep on saying, no, no. <laughs> and you're like, no, shut up, Linda. I'm not wrong. It's got nothing to do with your age. You're just not actually that mean, but you're keep going. doing less. So kind of fast forward when you're putting all those things together, that's when you realize, oh, holy crap. I don't know anything about nutrition. That's crazy. And then, so how, how long did you say, like, so you said what, you were in that industry for 10 years? Yeah. So I was in that industry for 10 years and then I had my kids and that industry, I couldn't continue with it because the hours. So I said, Oh, what am I good at? I'm good at talking BS to people, which means I must be a really good salesperson. <laughs> so let's go into real estate. So I had two choices. I was either going to sell cars because cars are cool. Or I was going to sell houses and I just kind of stumbled into real estate and I started selling houses and I've been doing that ever since. So I work for a builder now, but I had a little kind of segue. Um, so my old boss, who was my broker, he started his own uh, predictive analytics company. Okay. I know right. guys are glazing over. He's like, what the hell does this have to do with anything? <laughs> so this company, startup company, he's like, Linda, I've got a great idea. You're like somebody who's a great worker. Why don't you come and work for me? And I'm like, okay, what are we doing? He's like, we're selling <laughs> software to real estate agents. And I'm like, what the hell? I don't even know how to turn on a computer. <laughs> so he's like, oh, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. I was like, okay. So this actually is tied in with meeting you. there is a tie-in yes i quit doing real estate right and i went to do this startup company so at the time he told me i would travel like once a quarter training agents all around the u.s i was like all right i can travel once a quarter problem was again i can talk a lot of bs 
And I ended up being really good at talking a lot of BS. <laughs> he's like, Linda, I think we need to travel more. You need to travel on the road more. And I'm like, well, how much is more? He's like, once a month. I was like, all right, once a month. I can do once a month. Long story short, that ended up being three weeks out of every single month I was on the road God. on a Sunday night and I would come back late on a Friday night and I was turning it around, around over, over again. So I was like going West Coast. I was in Alaska. I was in California. I was like in Michigan. I was like all over like the U.S. Mm. And that's when my personal wheels really fell off. Cause, and you know me, I've, I've uh, studied martial arts for like a bazillion years as well. Um, so that always, you know, kind of kept me active. But once I started traveling, and I think that a lot of people that might listen to this, they travel, they have busy jobs, all the rest of it. My wheels just, just, woo, we are. <laughs> and I was running into that. I wasn't eating at all during the day. And at night you come back to a hotel room, you're by yourself. You're like, okay, going to eat, order your room service. And the funny thing was, I truly believed in my heart of hearts. And I still like get onto your whole calorie counting thing that changed my life. <laughs> I tr- honest to God, believed that I wasn't eating that many calories. Cause I'm like, I'm having a sandwich and maybe I'm having fries with it. I don't drink soda. That's just the thing for me. And I might have like a couple of coffees like during the day. I, I should not be putting on weight, right? So you were putting on weight? Uh, yeah. <laughs> 30 pounds of it. It was like, I think I put on like between 25 and 30 pounds. In how long of a period? Two years. Mm. Yeah, dude. Yeah, and you and you, and you were like that's when I met you. What? And and but that that whole time you were like, no, no, I'm eating healthy, quote unquote. I'm not eating that many calories. Like, no, no, I, I don't understand why I'm gaining weight. Like, this makes no sense. Absolutely. That's hundred percent, hundred percent. Like, I think I even probably tried to tell you that at the beginning. <laughs> Possibly, I don't know. Um, but yeah, because if. If I wasn't tracking anything, I didn't know the nutritional content. And again, in my head, if I don't eat all day long and I only eat one, one meal, there's no possible way, none, that I'm going over calories. None. <laughs> so what? in my head, then at that point, I'm like, it's my age. Oh. <laughs> Oh yes, great. See all these things I'm admitting? Ah, oh, the pain. No. <laughs> so yeah, so then I was like, okay, I'm just getting older. I was having like all kinds of issues, you know. Sorry to anybody who will ever listen to this. Like menopause is a bitch. <laughs> um, <laughs> Did it, I think? Didn't you have a story you told me where you had to like go to Alaska or something? And, like it was. What what was that story? <laughs> So I had a, so eventually after like, I, like, I won't go into like gory details of why I just like get like my surgery, but essentially I'm like, dude, like, again, wheels are coming off left, right and center. Like I'm just at this point, I'm doing like an army crawl along the ground with my entire life, emotional, mental health. Um, but I ended up getting a uh, partial hysterectomy because I'm like enough. 
So I am one of these people where I'll put up with my own BS up to a point, and then I get so annoyed at myself. Yeah. I'm like, this is stupid, right? So I had the surgery on a Wednesday, and my boss called me, and he's like, can you fly to Alaska on Sunday? <laughs> the Sunday after the surgery. The Sunday after the surgery. <laughs> major surgery. Like, the doctor is like, don't, like, you just have to rest for two weeks. You shouldn't probably go on a plane, you know, blood clots, crap like that, death. And I'm like, okay. So I boarded that plane on Sunday, and I flew to, flew to freaking Alaska. And I had to stand and train roomfuls of people for the entire week and fly back. And I believe it was, like, the week after I, I they put me on another flight out, I'm like, they're just trying to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> trying to kill me. I was like, okay. So yeah, that was fun. Um, one of my other trips, I actually ended up with uh, food poisoning because at that point I decided to turn around my entire like life with my health because I knew I'd put on so much weight and I was miserable. I was like miserable. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I've told you before, like at that point, I was even looking at myself in a mirror. I just wanted to punch myself. So you know it's bad when you want to punch yourself, right? I mean, I go through plenty of times where I just want to punch you, but I want to <laughs> physically hurt myself. So I had said, okay, I'm going to like really make a conscious effort to eat better when I'm on the road. So I said, right, I'll have a nice little salad, nice wee salad. So at the time, I don't know if anybody recalls, but I think that was like 2018. Yeah, so about two and a half, yeah, two years ago. And uh, there was a massive romaine salad recall. Yeah. Uh, No, you got it? No way! (laughs) So that really put me off eating healthy for a little while. (laughs) Because I was trained... So, like, in between, like, classes, I would lay down on the floor, like, belly down on the floor, because it was the only way I could feel better. (laughs) Jesus Christ. So, I think I put my getting healthy eating a little bit kind of on the burner after that one. And, again, I, I had to make that conscious decision to get to a point where I wanted to change everything that was going on. So, my Mm -hmm. first thought was... I can't get a control of myself right now with this job I'm in. So I went just all out finding a new job because I was unhappy with what I was doing. It wasn't working for me. It wasn't working for my health. It wasn't working for my family. Like there was nothing that was giving me any kind of sense of accomplishment or happiness. And I think everybody should if if you're truly miserable with something and it's affecting all these different areas of your life yeah uh, yeah yeah. like i didn't i'm not saying it's going to be easy like it took me probably six months to get a good job that i wanted where i was like all right see ya Mm. but you have to kind of get to that point where you're like enough is enough I'm going to make this change for me and yeah you got to be a little bit selfish about it and just make that leap because you're just destroying yourself otherwise so that was like the big that was my first big move was getting a new job 
So that put me here. And then I'd seen this like weird class in the gym that I posted. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I wonder what that's all about. <laughs> so I asked the front desk one day. I was at the gym, like obviously on my like, you know, treadmill thinking I'm like, woo, look at me. It's <laughs> like 30 pounds. And I get my shit together and um, I wasn't. So I went up to the front desk and I was like, hey, there's this class over there. Like, am I allowed to say it? Can I say the class? Yeah, I don't give a shit. So it was his own class. And uh, they're like, oh, yeah, you're interested in doing it? Yeah, I was like, well, I want to know more about it. And they're like, okay, well, we'll get the guy that runs the classes to do it. And I was like, yeah, okay. So I got this, like, dumbass test. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I got this dumb test from this dude. And he's like, yeah, man, I hear you want to, like, do this class, check it out. And it was you. Oh, that was me. Okay, okay. And uh, yeah, I came to that class. And well, we know what happened to the class, Eric, don't we? So Linda almost puked, guys. Linda almost puked. I think I had to be like, hey, like, either puke or keep going. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing here? (laughs) There was actually one point where I was on my knees in the middle of that gym floor going, oh, I'm just a little dizzy. I'll be fine in a minute. And then you had to go and get uh, some Gatorade. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. I was like, but, oh, shit, oh, we got another oh, one. <laughs> we got a puker. <laughs> so let me ask you a question based on that. So, th- So this is a question I've had before. For you, when you see somebody coming into either one of your training programs for the first time or they're coming into a, you know, um, or they're doing nutritional counseling for you, do you know right off the bat if they're, if somebody is going to stick it at? Or is there a time period where you're like, okay, I got to really help this person for X amount of months before they start getting into it? Um, it's a pretty good question. Um, he, All here's my questions the thing. Are good. Yeah, I don't know about that. Here, here's the thing that I do, and this is actually like I, I do this with now that now that I have this this whole business and stuff. I do this with every single person I talk to, and I ask them, I ask them like, do you think you can reach your goals? Like on a scale of one to ten, do you think you can reach your goals? Like, what are you at? And every, everybody's all over the place, right? Some people are three, some people are eight, some people are six, whatever it is, right? But it's funny because when I ask them that, no matter what the answer is, I always ask the follow-up. Like, if they say a six, I ask, okay, why would you say a six and not a four? And then they're like, oh, well, uh, I said a six because, you know, I've counted calories before. I've, I've lost weight before. I like exercising. Da, da, da. And they list all the positive things about why they can do something, mm-hmm. right? Whereas most people are like, oh, why would you say a five and not a fucking ten? Karen, it's like, what are you doing, asshole? Like, why would you tell somebody that? Because they're going to list all the negative things about themselves, right? But it's like, that's what I'll ask. And then, like, from there, that already gets them down the path of, like, yeah, I can do this. And, like, what – I've never had anybody be like, oh, fucking zero, I can't do this. And so, like, I haven't haven't hit that part yet. But what I will say is, like, most people are within that, like, four to to seven range. But my goal – and I'll remember that that specific answer, whatever number they tell me, I'll remember that because if somebody answers a seven or above, like their chances of actually achieving that goal 
drastically shoot up, like like 10 times shoot up. Because if you say a seven or above, you're confident you can do it. And if you're confident mm-hmm. you can do it, then you're going to put the effort in that it takes for you to actually do it. So like, do I know off the bat kind of, and just through like them talking to me and just through hearing certain words and stuff like that. But that question will, will tell me a lot about a person, whether they're really going to, to do something or not, because some people are at that point, like you said, like you looked yourself in the mirror and you wanted to punch yourself. Like that was where you were. Right. But some, like everybody's at a different part in that journey. But I would say that would be the answer to that question because Again, like if they say a four and then two months later they're at a seven, well then now right. I know like they're they're trending in the right direction where they're actually gonna do this. Right. So right, like, that, yeah. that would be that that would be something that I would say and like just getting more the more and more belief, the self efficacy as you love that term. <laughs> as as you love that term, that is really I mean because if you don't believe you can do something, you're not gonna do the you're not gonna do the things necessary. You're not gonna track calories. You're not gonna get up and work out. You're not gonna watch your food in the weekends. Like you're not gonna do it. If you if you think it's not possible, you're not gonna spend the extra time doing it, right? So like mm-hmm. that's what I would kind of say, and like that's how kind of it maps in terms of if somebody can actually get something done or not. That makes sense. Yeah. Good answer. I have all great answers. I have great answers to your great questions. Uh, oh well, yeah, they are great. Questions. <laughs> okay. All right, where are we? Uh, where were we? You he walked in the zone, zone almost floor. died. Yeah, you almost died. Did almost die, but I still came back. Not quite mm-hmm. sure why, but there that was, you have it. That was impressive, yeah. That was impressive. I, I like to think so. Yeah. Because I was definitely out of my comfort zone. <laughs> um, but, but very, very quickly, I think that is, like, an important point for people because, like, you did the workout – and you literally had to like stop, almost passed out, almost puked, all these things. But then you were so like, okay, like, yeah, I'm going to do it again. And like, no, I'm not saying every workout you have to like puke, but like doing things that are difficult, it's, you're not going to get it perfect the first time. Like, it's not going to be super sure. easy the first time. And then most people will take, not most people, some people will take that and be like, well, if I can't do this, well, I'm not going to do anything. Whereas like, hey, like, yeah, like the ship is a bit rocky, but like you need to stick it out. Right. And like, that's something I've seen too with like especially with like the workouts if people can really like push themselves through the workouts that's a great indicator of how they'll they'll be able to kind of like graph their progress because if you can really like not quit that that's that's the biggest thing like when I coach people like one of the biggest things I think about every single time I interact with somebody is like how can I have them not quit today like no matter Mm -hmm. what it is whether they're having a good day a bad day an indifferent day who cares like what is that going to do? Because as long as you don't do that, as long as you don't quit, you will make insanely, not only incredible progress, but sustainable progress long-term. So I think- I I think that's like, I I mean, for all the joking that I give you about some of your words, (laughs) I think that's the big one is sustainability and also being consistent. But I, I would personally add on to that for- Pretty much everybody out there, it's hard to get out of your own comfort zone. It's hard to keep on doing something that either feels kind of like inconvenient at the time or it's a little bit scary or you go into, you know, again, when you go into a gym, you typically are surrounded by people that are gym rats. They work out. They've already got good physiques. And if you're starting from a low point, either personally or preconceived, because sometimes I think we can be our own worst enemy and we see ourselves as like way worse than we actually are. 
But I, I think it's so important to know that everybody starts somewhere and that it's okay to struggle and just kind of just keep pushing because then that's where you start seeing those results. And I worked out with you for, what was it, six months? And I dropped six pounds, which, <laughs> God, that was so <laughs> Like, I was so angry. I wasn't angry at you. Like, again, I tend to direct the anger at myself, but I couldn't understand it. I'm like, I'm coming here three times a week. I know I'm working out hard. Like, literally, that was the only time I almost died on your floor. Um, There was, like, a lot of that. And I'm like, dude, I'm not dropping the weight. But mentally, there was a shift starting, and I could feel it, and that was causing me to just hold on a little bit longer. A little bit longer and it was weird because even though I wasn't dropping weight and I'll talk about that a little bit if we've got time as well even to this day I was seeing changes in my body I was seeing changes in how I felt about myself and I was I was feeling stronger so I'm like something is changing but this stupid freaking scale <laughs> not reflecting it and I think once I started putting those little things together, then the scale became th- something different to me because I'm like, it's not telling me everything. I know it's not. I don't know what's not telling me, you know, because I wasn't <laughs> getting along my ed- Eric education at that point yet. But I knew it wasn't everything. So then when I talked to you about what the hell, man, and you're like, well, do you track your food? And I'm like, yeah, I know what I'm, ta- I know what I'm eating. And you're like, okay. <laughs> Well, do you track it? And then you, you obviously got the crickets on that. So I remember you telling me, go track your food, everything you eat. Don't change what you eat. So that is another like little little nugget there. Because I think we mm-hmm. we would love to tell like our trainer or whoever we're accountable to, I eat perfect. Like, <laughs> oh my God, look at all these salads I'm eating. Look at this, look at that. But you were so adamant in saying, just write down what you eat for three days straight, write it all down. And you didn't even ask me to show you it, which was another thing, which was good. I mean, I did, but that kind of took the little bit of a scare out of it for me. So I would say if anybody's thinking about tracking calories, do it. It works. Um, but just write it down. You don't have to share it with anybody if you're not ready to yet, because everybody has their own time. But that was my first step. I brought it to you. I think you called me some names. I can't remember what. (laughs) And then you started looking at my calorie count. You started looking at the protein, magical protein. Um, (laughs) And because I downloaded that app, because I started tracking it, and you have to, like, not be scared of what you're putting in there. Start looking at it. Like I, I always say it's like a science experiment to me at this point. I do. I just look at the look at it as data because then you just kind of take out the personal aspect of it. The emotional. Yeah, the emotional aspect. So that was a game changer for me because then I could just just okay, I'm I'm being honest with myself. Be honest with yourself. You know, you're only doing it for yourself. And that's where that. I don't think anybody should ever be scared of being a little bit selfish. If you want to get better health, if you want to lose weight, if you just want to get fitter overall, 
get a little selfish. Like own that time. If you need more sleep, well, damn it, get your sleep. You know, if you need to eat right, eat eat right. But you should be a little bit you you should be a little bit selfish. That's mm-hmm. a big deal for me. I'm like, if I'm working out, I'm working out. I'm not going to let somebody else say, oh, well, you know, let's schedule this. And, you know, I I work, but I have a schedule and I do. I schedule my, my workout in or if I if I know that I need to, like, I, I've got to do a shout out for Nadia right now. Can I do a shout out? <laughs> yes, you can do a shout out she for Nadia. She totally inspired me to get, like, my steps, my steps in. Really? Yeah. Like, legitimate. And I think... Right now, with this whole pandemic thing, it's really nice to get out and about and, like, just make sure you're walking around and getting the nature thing and the fresh air and all that kind of stuff. So shout out to Nadia. You you know, I have have to tell a story. So Nadia and I, uh, I think it's almost been nine months we've been working together. So when she started, she did – she had no clue about food, and she didn't exercise at all whatsoever. Nothing. She did no exercise and, and no diet, nothing. And then so, and and this is something that that is tying into what you just said because you tracked calories for three days straight. That's all you did. That's a very that's that's pretty simple. It's very small yeah. action, right? It's not like you yeah. overhauled your entire diet. You just literally wrote down what you ate. But yeah. that was a small step that led you in the right direction. And and, and it's funny because Nadia she does at least ten thousand steps a day now, like more like twelve, fifteen, right? And it's funny because she didn't do any steps for like the first four months. She did nothing. She did zero steps for the first four months we worked together. And then because uh. what, what she did was she started tracking her food. She started looking at protein. She started doing all these things. And that took three, four months for her to be like, oh, okay, like calories. Calories are what matter for weight loss. Okay. Okay, protein. I'm going to make sure I hit my protein. Okay. And not only all that, but she got to a point where she was like, hey, Eric, what do I do for exercise now? I'm like – do you want yeah. to start exercising? And she's like, well, yeah, like, I think I like, I'm, I'm doing good with, with my diet. And I think I'm really understanding. And like that little action of just like starting to count calories. And I'm going to lead this into the steps. I was like, okay, try to hit 3000 steps a day. And she's like, okay. So she did 3000 steps a day for like two weeks. And then I was like, okay, try to get 6,000 steps a day. Oh shit. 6,000. Okay. All right, cool. She did 6,000 for like two weeks. And now she's like, 10,000 steps a day, doing the clubhouse <laughs> workouts every day, perfect with her diet. Like all those things came from literally just starting to track calories, literally yeah. walking 3,000 steps a day. I got off a call earlier with somebody who was inquiring about coaching and she was like, well, I don't do a lot of exercise. I'm like, well, what do you do? She's like, I walk a mile every day. That's it. I'm like, that's it. Like that's, that's fucking that's amazing. Mile. Right. Exactly. And so like people don't understand like that small quote unquote small action will continuously build because like you said, you worked out for six months, but you only lost six pounds. Right. And it's yeah. like, that was, but that time, and it's the same thing with Nadia. She like didn't even do any exercise for four months. So it's like all that stuff takes time, but as long as you're Definitely. taking those little steps in the right direction, that can be exactly. And again, it's going to take time, but that's how you get to where you want to be. So that's so funny. You say that because again, she did no steps for the first, like I, I legit four or five months. I'll have to go back and look, but legit no steps. And now she works out at least once a day. She takes 10,000 steps. She's perfect on her diet. Like all those things. Yeah. See, but that's the thing that I, I love that. I just love hearing that because you're just take, you just said it. You're taking one piece, adding on one piece, adding on, and you don't have to do it all at the one time. You don't you have to, to overhaul your diet, start working out, doing this, doing that. Like, that's too much. And that's why people either 
quit or they get down on themselves and then they quit or they're just like, oh my God, it's overwhelming. I can't keep track of this all. Um, and, you know, I've asked you before too, and I think I already know the answer to this is like, okay, somebody is starting out. Where do they start from? For me, and it sounds like for Nadia too, and probably like most of your clients, it was just simply getting into the habit of tracking your food. That was the first step. Mm -hmm. And then once you track the food and you start seeing, you know, okay, all right, I'm actually <laughs> this, whoops. <laughs> then you start getting your calories in line. Then you're like, okay, let me add, you know, how much protein am I supposed to be eating for the best results? Okay, got it. So it's like, you're just, it's like building like a little house of Legos. You're just putting one brick on top of the other. So that foundation is really, really solid. Well, it, and it's, it goes back to what we mentioned earlier. Look at their little fingers. Yeah. I'm going to grab your little head. Um, <laughs> it goes back to sustainability because you can't overhaul your diet and your exercise all at one time and make that sustainable. It's just not going to – nobody can do that. It's not going to happen. So what is sustainable? Walking 3,000 steps. That's sustainable. What is sustainable? Taking a fucking pen and paper and writing down what you eat. That's not that hard to do. It doesn't, right. it's sustainable. But from there, you keep building on top of that one sustainable thing and you find yeah. what's sustainable for you because it's different for everybody. But you, people trying to overhaul their diet all at once and overhaul their exercise all at once will just lead to you being like, screw this, I can't do this, I'm done because it's oh, totally. not, not sustainable, right? And, and that's yeah. like, that's one of the biggest things. Yeah, totally, totally agree. But I mean, now, look. What is this? <laughs> No way. This is the level I'm at now. Every day you track that? Yep. Oh, my God. So, and, like, I do, like, measurements once a week. But that took me – I've been with you for, what, a year and a half now, over a year and a half? That's now me going into that. Mm -hmm. So if I had tried to do that kind of tracking at the beginning – It never wouldn't have worked. It wouldn't have worked. Absolutely not. I mean, I could barely, like, you know, tie my shoelaces at that point. <laughs> from, a, from a nutritional standpoint, Eric, whatever. Um, but, yeah, the nutrition part, massive, massive. Like, I never thought that I could work out less and lose weight. Mm -hmm. That's so funny you just said that because Allison, she, when we worked together on her nutrition, she said the same exact thing. She was like, I, I have to run two days a week on top of, uh, you know, working out three days a week. I'm like, no, 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 girlfriend, you don't got to run at all. You know, I'm like, if you want to, sure. Like, go ahead. But like, you don't have to. She's like, well, what do you mean? Like cardio and weight loss and da, da, da. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, we're not, we're not understanding. Like, not the case at all. But that's the thing. Like, if you can just get your diet somewhat in check and start looking at it, you'll yeah. have more time on your hands because you won't have to work out for six days a week for five, six hours at a time. Like you'll have more time. Right. And, and like yeah. that, that is like one of the biggest things is just making sure people know that you don't have to do all this crazy stuff. Like I, I was, I just posted a thing about my dad. Like he's lost 26 pounds in three months <clears throat> and That's he's awesome. like lost however many inches, but literally he's, he's not working out yet either. He's doing no exercise, none. Yeah. Zero. And like all we've done is just like, dude, track your calories. That's all you gotta do. And he's like, yeah. 
Well, and, and of course, like, you know, my dad's like, what about when I get home late and I eat late? I'm like, I don't give a shit, dad. <laughs> like, <laughs> just make sure you hit your calories. And like, and again, like he likes to drink a little bit. He likes to do X, Y, and Z, but like he can still do all those things and hit his calories yeah. and, and lose 26 pounds in three months. Right. So it's like, I, I yes, I, I agree as much as it pains me to say that to you. What, do you agree with me? Yeah. I have learned from you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's let's circle back here. So you were, what weight were you at when you started? I was 170. Were you really? Yes, sir. Oh, my God. I don't even remember. Well, I guess I do remember that, but that doesn't it like. It was because you were just overwhelmed with my amazing personality and amazing accent. That was it. <laughs> I didn't notice. <laughs> right, exactly. Thanks, man. Oh, man. Okay, so 170. Wow. Yep. And, 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 go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. You're good. Oh, I know. Oh, my God. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, I remember the day. Like, I still, like, it's funny because, like, you know, I have a pretty good memory. But, like, I vividly remember certain things. And I literally remember you telling me, like, dude, like, I've only lost, you know, like, whatever, I mean, pounds in six months. And I'm like, this motherfucker. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, like. Bring, like let's see your food and you're like and that's what you were talking about you're like huh <laughs> what do you mean like and I but I remember because you said it's not going fast enough and like that's what I remember in my head because I was like this is where she's either gonna she's either literally gonna quit and and that's what that's what I was talking about earlier when I said how can I make people not quit because I was like right. you you saying it's not going fast enough or anybody saying that is the start of somebody quitting Cause they don't, cause they, they feel it's not working. They, they feel bad about themselves. They feel like they're doing everything and not seeing results. That's the start of somebody going down that slope of like, uh, it's, it's, you know, here or there. That's why mm -hmm. I was like, Hey, listen, like totally get it. But like, let's try looking at your diet, like counting calories and see what's going on. Like calorie deficit and all those things. And like, mm -hmm. that's when you came back and you're like, yo, this is what I'm eating. I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, uh, this <laughs> wasn't that bad. <laughs> no, it was not. But, but that's like, that's tying into all that because you would not, if I was just like, and I, I'm not trying to like prop myself up, although I'm the best, but, um, Here we go. <laughs> but really though, if I was like, Oh, like you got to try harder. You'd be like, all right, well, fuck this guy and, and screw this. Like, I'm not doing this then. Like I'm already trying hard enough. Right. And that's like, I want to make sure people get that because you came to me and you're like, this isn't going fast enough. And yeah. like you said, looking at it from a, a science experiment point of view, we were like, okay, what can we change? What variables can we change to see better progress? As opposed mm -hmm. to being like, oh, okay, well, I don't know, like, screw this. You got to work harder. You got to like, and that's what like, to me as, as my fault, as my fault as a coach, like when I was like earlier on, like I would have just kind of told people like, Hey, like, you know, you have to do better on your diet. Like, yeah, but what the hell does that mean? Like when, and where can you get some practical application of that? Right. So it's like, if that's what somebody out there is thinking, like, there's always something you can do and, and it's always in your control. And I think you, that was one big thing for you. You're realizing, and you're still realizing like it's in your control. It's not like out of your control, right? It's not, right. Your age. it's not your job. It's, it's you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All of that, all of the above. Mm -hmm. um, but I think you just touched on something that was really, really specific to probably all, the entire human, like, all of mankind, we tend to be pretty impatient people, especially like nowadays. 
So me saying this is not going fast enough doesn't surprise me in the slightest. Like if anybody, for, for anybody who knows me, I am an incredibly impatient person. I'm like, let's get this done now. Let's go, let's go, let's go. And that's like across the board. Like I am quite sure, like my kids probably hate me. Like my husband hates me. Like everybody, they're like, Jesus, would this woman just stop already? So yeah, me saying it wasn't going fast enough, yeah, that's definitely me. But I had also reached a point in my life where I was, I wanted to make that change, like, like for real. But I also wanted to make a change that would last. Like I've been fit before. I've like you know competed before, not in bodybuilding or anything like that. That's your world, Eric. But I've done like athletic things. You know, I've I used to be a runner. um, so I've done all of that and that's you know part of kind of like my genetic makeup I like that kind of challenge but this was different because you're talking about health and maybe it is because I've reached a certain like stage in my life maybe it's you know my age I don't know but for people that are kind of wanting to make that change like don't rush it like take every step at a time and make sure that you're on found, like a firm, really found, found, firm foundation before you move on to the next step. Like for your dad, I think that's what he's doing. Like where he's like, I'm just counting my calories. I've got my calories in check. He's probably not even talking to you about Eric macros yet. Is he? <laughs> well, we track his like, he does my fitness pal, so he'll track protein, but he doesn't send me okay. any of that. I'm just like, dude, just send me your calories. Yeah. Right? But it's funny because like, literally yesterday what's today monday yesterday he texted me he was like so about exercising i'm like yeah like what about it and he's like well i think i might want to start like trying to work it back in like what do you think i'm gonna do so i sent him like three times a week like 20 30 minute workouts but like just slowly slowly and i i I let him get to that point right it's like i let i let you you have to be ready to do that if you try to force feed something it's not gonna work right like if you get to that point and, that, and like, I think you saying like, it wasn't going fast enough. You kind of got to that point where like, okay, like I've been working out, da, 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 like, okay, what's the next step? What's the next yeah. step? Where, where do I go from here? Where do I go from here? Right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So yeah. Aren't you like, like seriously, like, like are you impressed? Yeah. That, that piece of paper is a bit intense. Isn't that scary? Like I've got like a whole idea for my June one. Wait till you see that one. Yeah. So yeah, I'm sorry. Carry on. <laughs> no. No, um, where were we? Uh, okay, so you're 170. Um, what are you at right now? I'm at one four. I go between 144 and 146. So I've been losing the same two pounds for like <laughs> three months now. But here's the other change that has triggered in my little noggin is before, because I'd like to lose about another five to six pounds, ideally. Before spiraling with those same like couple of pounds for like three months would have absolutely destroyed me. Like destroyed. I'd have been eating like cookies and cream and like Wegmans chocolate cake. Oh, wow. <laughs> awesome. Um, but <laughs> I look at things differently, and that's that the scale is one of them. I I don't I'm not scared to stand on that scale every morning because if it goes up, all right, 
I know that I can look back at my food log and say, wasn't anything I did, or maybe it was something I did that day. And the next day it'll come back in line. Mm. So if you track your food and you, you get away from being scared of that scale, because it's not that scary, just stand on it. I mean, sometimes I cuss the scale. Out. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, <laughs> but um, it, it, all it is, is just another number, you know, where I'm like, okay, what did I do? So for example, for this month, I noticed, you know, like there was this, this pound that was like going on and I'm like, well, what the hell? So I went back and I looked at the sodium and I was like, I started looking at that every <laughs> Like, I get it. All right. Okay. I got you. So that made a big difference. So I'm not like overly frustrated with spiraling on the same couple of pounds. Like that just happens. Um, because I know, like, I just know that I'm going to have like, something's going to break through again. And that's where you, the, the whole patience part has to come into play because in the beginning, it can be easier to lose like a substantial amount of weight because once I, kind of started tracking calories with you more like for real, you know, six pounds in six months. And then all of a sudden it was like, mm-hmm. like everything went away. I was like, Oh my God. Like that's <laughs> the scale. I'm like lost three pounds overnight kind of thing. It was, <laughs> it was just a- incredible. Um, but I, and I know that uh, like from an emotional standpoint, I'm like, it's going to slow up. It's going to slow down. But I did something interesting this month because my trainer, (laughs) he's like measurements. You sent us that thing for measurements. So I was like, all right, okay, let's give it a shot. So I got the tape measure, ordered my little tape measure. (laughs) My weight went up and my measurements went down. And I was like, holy crap. If I didn't start tracking that, all Mm -hmm. I was doing was in in my head, I mean, like, Mm -hmm. I'm bad person my weight's gone up I'm working at my nutrition is in line what on earth is going on but now I'm like well wait a minute my weight has gone up my nutrition is in line but my measurements are going down has your that's amazing first and foremost has yours have you noticed your strength going up oh yeah yeah that's that's huge yeah I mean that's 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 such a I'm glad you actually listened. That's great. Um, no, but that's that's a huge part because like if your strength is going up and your diet's in check and and you know you're 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 exercising and your weight is either the same or gone up, okay. Well, if your strength is going up and your measurements are going down, you're building muscle. Yeah. Which is progress. You're you're building muscle and losing fat, right? Like well, that's, that's a little aha moment. Right, right. But that's most people just they don't even think about the measurements so they don't think about the progress pictures they just like scale 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 and right. every single day like what is it what is it what is it but like that's a great point because i want to i want to ask you something and you didn't know i was going to ask you this so this is going to be great like if you want to lose if you want to lose 5 more pounds uh-huh. like why first of all why the 5 pounds but second, do you think you would – whatever you have to do to get those five pounds off, do you think you'll be able to sustain that? My goal is to absolutely sustain anything I do. I can tell you that if I weren't – if I was not to lose that five pound, I'm not going to be upset about it. 
mm-hmm. at all because of the strength that I'm starting to right. get. Like I'm lifting heavier mm-hmm. uh, and also because of those measurements. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like I'm like, you know, when you start on any kind of weight loss journey, you've got this magical number in mm-hmm. your head that you're like, everything will become awesome. I'm going to yeah. lottery as soon as I hit that number on the scale. There's going to be bluebirds all over <laughs> the Disney movie. It's going to be great. And the reality uh, is that might not that magic number might not ever happen for you. But what else is happening for you? So me personally, I'm lifting heavier. My measurements are changing. My physique is changing. So I'm like, why would I put so much effort into the, those five pounds? And if you are, are you going to do it the right way? You know, because well, I want to suddenly all like cut out food to lose five pounds at the expense of what? Well, yeah, but even if you did cut out, like, so let's say you had to do an extra hour a day of cardio to lose five, those five more pounds over whatever time period. Like, are you going to do that extra hour of cardio a day every single day for the rest of your life? Right. If not, then why, then if, if the, I, I heard Jordan Syed say this and he's so smart, but he said if, if the, if the method to get to your results is not sustainable, the results are not going to be sustainable. Right. Yeah. So it's like if I told you you had to do an extra hour of cardio every single day to get those five pounds off, you'd be like, uh, say some not so- right, right. Exactly. Yeah. You'd probably say some not so kind words to me. So, um, so yeah, like, and, and I guarantee like if you started your journey at 170 and you're like, okay, 140, I want to lose 30 pounds. When you get to 145, that's not a failure, is it? Right. Like you're, no. you're still lost 25 pounds. You still, your strength is going up. And that that's why like, all those things about tracking all those things, like you can see your strength is going up. You can see your measurements are changing. You can see your physique changing from the progress pictures and, and all those things. So that's a big part because people think that that number is the like end all be all. Right. But like right. in reality, there's so many other things that come into play. And like, as you get closer to that part, like I have this with a few people right now that I'm working with, like they're getting closer to that, like within three to four pounds. And they're like, all right, like it's not even really that big of a deal. Like yeah. I don't know why I was freaking out so much about it. Right? Yeah, yeah. That was like that's where I am kind of with it. I'm like, oh, well, I'm not, I'm not upset if that doesn't happen. No, I've given myself until the end of this year to see if I can get to that weight, which seems ridiculous when you think <laughs> you're like five pounds between now and December. Like, are you like a loser, Linda? That's like a like ever but like you said this is a permanent thing that i would like right but i'm not stressing over it like there's there's other goals that i have Mm -hmm. um and i think like i i love the fact that i have control over my nutrition and i love that like that's been the biggest it's such a big time saver for me um like i don't have to stress about it i'm like completely under control because it's in my control. Right. So that's given me so much more of my life back mm-hmm. that I don't worry about it. Like, I'm like, I've, I've got this. It's kind of, you're just going through it. So. Right. And, but you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have been able to get to this point unless you started counting calories because, and, right. and it's not, it's not like the counting calories. It's more like taking that first action to regain that control. Right. Because if, if you don't take that, you can't do anything. And and 
be, like most people want to be in control. They have they, they they that's what they want to do. Like they want to be in control of their finances, of their jobs, of everything, everything, right? Nutrition is no different, but the only way you can do that is it's a skill. It's not just like you wake up one day and you're like, okay, yeah, I can like eat, eat what I like and I'll be fine and my weight will be great. Like you have to go through that process of like doing counting your calories over and over and over and over again. And whether it's not counting calories, whether it's three meals and, and two snacks or whatever it is, like having that kind of guideline, having that very clear guideline to follow is like something that I think really benefited you because you were kind of like, like you said, like there's so much information all over the place. I'm like, hey, Linda, hit your calories. And like that, you were like, okay, all right, calories, calories, calories. Okay, four months, two, two months later, protein. What the fuck is protein? Okay, protein, protein, protein. And you stacked and you stacked, right? And I think like having having that clear guideline is something that really can, obviously, I think it benefited you, but but everybody, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think like for everybody, if there was like one piece of advice I'd give to anybody that was trying to like either lose weight or just like get in a better frame of, reference for their health. I would say the calorie counting is the one thing. And some people like balk at it and they kind of shy away from it because they're like, oh, well, then I have to like, I'm a, I'm a slave to counting those calories. And I'm like, dude, it like literally will take you five seconds to put in that meal. Five seconds, like tops. And once you've started kind of, once you've started it, you can swipe right. No area. On your date naps, but you can literally type and have the same meal. Oh my God. So it's like even less time. So it's not as if you're, you have to look at it like big brother is watching you, you know, don't be angry at having to count the calorie, just count it, just count it because that from there, you'll see everything you need to know about your health. Honestly, well, I, th- I think, I think on top of that point, like you still count calories and you still weigh things out, but like you've gotten to a point where like, you can be able to know like, okay, like, yeah, if I, if I have 500 calories left for my day, I can have X, Y, and Z food. Yeah. Like, and, yeah. and, but you only know that because you've gone through the process of counting calories for the past however, however many years now. Right. And it's like yeah. getting, getting that in check will lead you to be able to be more flexible and, and more kind of like lenient as the times come, because you'll have more knowledge to be able to put forth towards that thing. Like you'll know what calories have, what, what protein has what, and you'll be able to map your day around it. And it's like, at that point, it kind of switches to quote unquote intuitive eating. And it's not really because you're still tracking, but like that's how you can get to the point of like knowing what foods have what calories and what you can eat to maintain and or lose weight for your body. Oh, definitely. Like a hundred percent. So it's funny because now I can tell you, like I've got a scale, I weigh food, stuff like that, but there's some foods I, I absolutely know exactly yeah. what it weighs because I've done it. So <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I know what's in my salad. I know exactly what's on the salad. And it's funny, even today at lunchtime, I'm like, let me just double check myself. <laughs> and I put that, I was like, I'm awesome. Yeah. I did it. <laughs> but on the flip side last week, I, so I had noticed, you know, things were feeling different as far as my energy level. So I'm like, I, 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 I played a little bit with your high calorie, low calorie days. Didn't work for me. Um, <laughs> I'm like, let me front load a little bit more at breakfast time. And this is going to be completely different for everyone. So everybody has a different schedule. So some people, you know, they, they have a, a, a night job, so they have to eat more at a different time. For me, as a, as a female 
You never ate breakfast. Breakfast changed my life. So I started getting, I put more calories into my breakfast. So I was making oatmeal and I'm like, well, I know I put milk in my oatmeal. I'm like, I got, mm. I like, weigh that shit at. <laughs> I got my little cup and I was like, this is a half cup, Linda. <laughs> it's good for me to do that because before I'd have been like, that's funny. Do you do you feel like that? And it's funny because people always ask me like, "Well, how many times a day should I eat? Like, can I eat after seven? Like, so you feel like eating that breakfast changed you not wanting to overeat at night? Yeah. yeah. And I mean, that just worked for me. So that's going to be personal for everybody. Um, and I wasn't a big breakfast eater. I'm like, I could go on coffee all day long. But when I ate, so before I would work out, I would have a protein shake, and it was like ready-made protein shake. And then after my workout, every single day, I have my egg whites with my whole egg. Thanks, Eric. Sorry <laughs> about that, too, for another day, if anybody wants to know. And then my turkey bacon. And my treat is my cup of coffee because I put creamer in it. And that just, like, sets me up so well. Like, I'm just so happy. Like, I don't have to worry about, like, feeling really hungry. And then for me, I have like my mid-morning snack, lunch, afternoon snack, dinner. That just worked better for me because I never got into that state of hunger mm-hmm. where I would gnaw my own arm off or pick up the wrong piece of food. Um, and that was just important. So I, I never feel hungry when I eat. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yep. I'm always at this kind of like level. Stable level. Yeah, and sometimes there have been days where I could have missed that meal, but I make it priority for myself that I'm going to eat that meal. And that was another discussion I'd had with you way, way, way back where I would try to, like, BS you and say I didn't have time for lunch at work. And you're like, <laughs> basically, you called me an asshole um, and said, yeah, you're not that important, Linda. I beg to differ. I'm totally that important. But, I believe uh, you. Yeah. Like you make yourself a priority, and that was my thing. Is like, no, I I can eat, I can eat lunch. Yeah. You know, I I can have a snack. I I actually am not that important. I'm not you know some government official or anything like. That. <laughs> but right. So yeah, I'm never stop. hungry when I eat. Well, I won't say never. I'm usually not hungry when I'm eating. I'm just at the right space where I'm like, ah, it's time to eat. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a whole different conversation, too. Like, that, that's a whole different conversation, too, of, like, especially women and their, like, hormonal profile. Like, if you can... You trying you know, to say we're hormonal? 100%. But if you know that... <laughs> like, like you just said, like, if, you, if your body knows that these certain times you're going to, quote-unquote, eat, like, you're... And, again, I'm just saying especially for women because, like, your hormonal profile is different. But, like, that can help you so much. And, like, that can really yeah. set your day up right because your body knows when it's going to be fed. So it's not going to be craving all these different things at all these different times. Because if you have the same meals pretty much more or less throughout the day, every single day, okay, your body's on a good schedule. It's on a good routine. And like, it just knows yeah. when to expect nutrients. Cause if not, that's when you get cravings and that's when you get this and that because your the oh, hormonal cool. profile is off because it doesn't know when it's going to be fed. So it's like, Oh, Nope. Cookies now. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I, you know, all joking aside, I think women are, we're, we're more emotional. We are a little bit, 
but yeah, that that probably made a big difference for me too, is just getting my act together as far as making sure that I gave myself that priority. It's kind of like when you're going in a plane, right? And they're like, if you the face masks come down, your own on first, or else nobody's making it out, right? <laughs> so it, it, it's the same concept. Put your yeah. own, like you know, feed your own face, and then everybody else gets fed. Feed, so feed it, your it, own face. You know, and I get it because my kids are older now. You know, I've got a 20 year old and I've got a 16 year old. There's a lot of men and women out there with the little people, and my God, they're exhausting. Because I remember it. You know, <laughs> absolutely, I I've like walked that walk. I get it. Then my biggest advice to the younger me, with like you know, five year olds, six year olds, ten year olds, is like you you gotta make your own health a priority for your kids, mm-hmm. for your family, because if you go down, everybody's going down. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, that's what something I say a lot. It's like you're being, you're being selfish to be selfless. Right. Right. Like you're, you're, you're making sure you're good because if the head of the ship is not good, that ship is sinking fast. Oh my God. Yeah. You're just, you're done. You are done. And I mean, there's been time, there were times in my life, not to like make this go into a personal tangent, but there was times in my life where I wasn't in a good place. I wasn't a good mom. I wasn't a good person. And like, if I had my health as a priority, probably wouldn't have happened. Right. So it's like, you know, yeah, advice to like all you moms out there. Um, like definitely. And also I've got to tell you, teenage years are a bitch and they're coming for you. So <laughs> may as well get in check now. Um, <laughs> that's so bad. I hope my kids never be here. <laughs> Oh man. Okay. That's amazing. Um, shoot. I mean, what else do you, do, do you actually have any questions for me or no? <laughs> You're getting out your phone to look at your questions. I do. I always have very questions. You got it. So that's another good point for people. So if you're, one, you got to join our clubhouse because it's amazing. Why isn't your dad on our clubhouse? He's like male influence, not yours. Dad is not on Facebook, I can assure you. Aww. All right, well, let, let's get your mom. She'd have a blast with us all. She, she would never get off, no. She'd never get off that thing. <laughs> we would love that. Okay, so I have a like quick question for you regarding like proteins and carbs. Like I know personally for me, before I work out, the pro like a protein shake like sets me up well for that workout and then I have carbs after my workout. But I read like different stuff. So what's better? Personal thing. So I'm talking I'm taking it from um a perspective of not uh exercise performance, but like to see results in like muscle growth and your physique changes. Is one better than the other? Does it matter? Um, so, I mean, if you have carbs before your workout, especially if you're doing any kind of like quote unquote high intensity training. And what I mean by high intensity is just like, you're putting forth close to the maximum effort. 
having some carbs beforehand, yeah, it's definitely going to help you because you, your body just has more fuel to work with. Like if you have carbs an hour before you work out, those carbs are in your bloodstream, especially if they're more or less quicker digesting. Like they're in your bloodstream so you can work with them as opposed to like having to go back from the previous day stored carbohydrates to to fuel you, right? So like, yeah, I it's funny, like little, this, this is awful. And this is when I was 280 pounds. I would literally have three Pop-Tarts before my workout or like – if I had like a cupcake or a donut or something, I would mash like all those things. And then during my workout, I would have carb powder. So like I put carbs in my water and after the workout, three more pop tarts. Right. It was insane, but I had some of the best workouts. How are you? <laughs> God. Like, all that, all that to say like, yeah, carbs beforehand can help. And it's funny. Cause like one lady I'm working with right now, she didn't do breakfast at all. And then she started to do a protein shake. And she's like, okay, yeah, I think I feel better during my workouts when I have a protein shake. I'm like, that's amazing. And so literally this past week, she was like, okay, I'm going to start adding oatmeal and see if I see if it makes a difference. I'm like, because I've told her too, like, hey, I think like carbs before your workout can help you. She's like, yeah, not a big breakfast gal. I'm like, all right. Like, and so last week she was like, so tried oatmeal. It was amazing sticking to it from now on. I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay. So okay. she said she just had like, more more energy, more power, more effort, like all those things. So can it help? Like, yeah, definitely. But then definitely after having carbs is good because it can replace your insulin. Because when you, especially when you weight train, your insulin stores get depleted because that's what happens when you work out again, do like have that high intensity. So if you can restore that insulin a bit quicker, it will it will help restart that recovery process a bit, a bit faster. Uh, so you're recommending carbs a little bit before and a little bit after. Yeah, I mean that I would say like if you're like quote unquote most optimal, like 30, 20, 30 grams of carbs before, 20, 30 grams of carbs after. And like both those things can kind of be a good like sandwich period. Okay. And again, that that's when your body will quote unquote use them the best. Not to say like carbs make you fat because Lord knows how I feel about that, but like that's when your body can use those carbs to like put forth towards energy for that workout for the most. Got it. All right. And then we've got a final question for you, all of us, all of us. Oh I don't know if I want to hear this, so I might hop off now. <laughs> that hard. Oh, my God. I mean, we've got so many personal questions for Eric. So you've been a personal trainer now for a couple of, like, what, how many years now? Three, Three years. So what ultimately led you down this path? I know that you've got a little bit of a story in that when you were 15, 16, you started working out, you were working out every single day, but just doing that doesn't necessarily put you into line for that, that particular career. What was it that was like the defining moment for you where you're like, I want to make this my career. I want to help people. Um, I, I never told you this story. No. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's so for you, me you were the janitor at the gym and they're like no i'm way too much of a jackass to be a janitor anywhere i would not follow directions very well um no so basically for me like so i started i wanted to go work out like i i would i would look at like magazines and i would look at like people like in when i was i don't know when i was like if i was when i was 15 or 16 i, I think like MySpace and Facebook like just started. So like it wasn't even like the people online, but it was more like I would look at like magazines and I would be like, oh shit, like that dude's like, how do you get big muscles? Like I don't understand. And so like honestly, the biggest driving factor for me, so like for two weeks, the first like two weeks I started working out, like 
I was like, yeah, this is cool. Like I like working out. But then like after that, like I come from a place where like a lot of my friends had a lot of stuff, like whether it was just money or cars, like their parents were, were well off. And like, I didn't really have, like, m- like my family's made, like they, ha- they made great money and like great money. They made good money and like all those things. But like we lived a normal life. Like I didn't, I, like I just went on a plane two years ago because like we didn't really have money like that to just be like flying around the fucking world. Right. So like for me, being able to like get something and in, in, in this terms, it was my body. Like if I had a good body, that was something that I had to do myself. My parents couldn't gift that to me. You couldn't buy it at the store. Like for me, that was the biggest thing. And that's what's always, always driving me is like, like going back to what we said earlier, it's in my control. Like if I want to do something, I'll be able to do it. And it's like, it's funny because that's how like I have a business now and I run my business and I'm like, I want to be able to be in control, but certainly to fitness, like, it was it was something I was able to do that nobody else could buy. So if I had it, I had to work my ass off to get it. And that mm-hmm. was the by far the one of the it, that was by far the biggest driving factor for me because I knew if I was able to attain something that I had to work hard and other people couldn't just go get it. Like you couldn't just go buy a, a new car. You couldn't just go buy a new body. Like you have to put in the effort to do it. And for me, like that was the most that was the biggest thing for me because as you know, I'm like a big Kobe Bryant guy. And like, he always said like, you know, you have to work hard, you have to sacrifice, you have to do this and that. And I was like, I want to do this. And I want to do this because it's something I can attain. That's my direct work. Like, like growing up, I paid for all my gas. I paid for groceries and my dad will tell you I didn't, but my mom will tell you I did. Cause she's, <laughs> she really tells the truth. I paid for my groceries. I paid for when I went to the mall, I didn't have mom's credit card. I had Eric's credit card with Eric's money that he worked after he got up at five, worked out, played basketball, got off work, did basketball, got off, went to work. Like that's what I did. So like for me, I took great pride in doing that because not only that, I didn't want to have my parents have to give me money. And like, that was the kind of thought process as far as like, I can do this and it's, it's all on me. And then beyond that, like just the fitness side, the reason I went into coaching was because a, I love, I love fitness and I, and I love how it can actually change somebody's life. Like it, it changed my life. Like I'm able to have my own business and make, and, and make my own money, make my own hours, do all these things because I followed something I was able to do. Like when I graduated high school and a lot of people, like there might be people listening to this and a lot of people were like, what are you doing? You're going to community college and working at GNC. Like, what do you, that's, that's basically you're a loser. And I'm like, that's great. Like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> like I, I, I want to do what I want to do. Right. So it's like, all those things leading up to like the reason I became a coach was a, I love fitness and and that's what I wanted to do. But B I noticed when I worked out with my friends, I wanted them to succeed more than I wanted myself to succeed. Like I didn't like, yeah, I wanted to do great things, but like, and and my friends will attest to this. Like some of the people I still talk to to this day, they're like, they'll tell you, like, I would always like always push people. Like, I mean, plenty of times I made people throw up and like all these things, but that's only because like I enjoy seeing other people push past what they believe they could possibly do. And like that to me, and like still to this day, like people tell me like, like all the time, like I never thought I could pick up that kettlebell. I never thought I'd be able to lift that weight. I never thought I'd be able to lose this weight. Like all that stuff to me is like much more than just like a monetary type thing, because like that will be able to last with me like forever. Like that's the kind of stuff that I really care about. So like those two things kind of mesh together is the reason I started into fitness and then into coaching, just because I knew that I could, I can make a difference. Like, and I don't know, like, and it's funny cause my dad has always said this, but he's like, I have something about me. Like I have something where I can like, I can help people. And like, I'm just glad I'm able to use that for a good cause. And I'm able to use it because I enjoy 
what I'm doing. And if I enjoy what I'm doing, then obviously that's going to trickle down to, to every person I work with. And that's why like, I think that's one reason why the, the people in the clubhouse are so great because like they know, like all you guys know, I care about you more than like you'll ever realize. Right. So like that trickles down and then they feel like they want to care for everybody else and they want to be kind to everybody else and like all these things. So I think that's like, I've gotten, I don't know if it's lucky or fortunate or whatever, but the position I've been able to put myself in, I think that's impacted not only me and the people I work with, but then kind of trickling out outside of that. And like, that's what I, that's what I really want to do because like at the end of the day, it's like, for me, what I, what I think about often, it's going to sound weird, but like how many people are going to show up like at my funeral, whether like Linda is moved back to Scotland or whatever it is. Like when you hear that, like, are, are yeah. you going to show up? Cause because I've made a, a good enough impact in your life to where like you want to pay your respect or whatever it is. Right. So like, that's kind of something that, runs through my mind but uh but yeah that's that's the story dude you know i'll be dancing on your coffin with my <laughs> i don't know that's so beyond fucked up but like <laughs> yeah we'll all turn up don't worry we'll probably hear you yelling from beyond the grave as well so you can rest assured eric shit i mean i don't know if i die before you something something bad happened so shit what the hell really yeah, you're so what? young that I don't know what would. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's let's get that straight, okay? Plus, That's women true. live longer than men anyway. That's true. Good thing I'm a god, <laughs> not a man. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right, you got anything else for me, dog? Not right now. That. Tisha, if you're listening, I hope you enjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening, he's great. Long. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. Count your calories. All right, man. All right, Eric. Thanks so much. You got it, dog. Bye.